So welcome to this week's Yellow Army, Chalky United, Herald Express, Devon Live podcast. Is, it, is that list long enough? It's not quite long <laughs> enough. I think we should add another couple of publications in there as well. It is on iTunes, by the way, that one thing we do keep forgetting to mention, that you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes if you have one of those Apple telephones. Which I have. Yeah. Which you have. Yeah. So there you go. So you could subscribe. A notable absentee this week is David. Who is uh, who is currently cycling up a mountain somewhere? Obviously, either that or he is in a bar somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I, I believe I believe the these cycles around Greece or wherever he is are punctuated by stops and bars for for midday tipples. Well, one one has one has to keep hydrated on these occasions. Obviously, it's not very often that, that David misses a, a podcast. I think it's probably once a year. I think it is, and this is the one. This is the week. This yeah, is so, the one. so I'm back. Which is uh, unfortunate but for the listeners. Nice to have you along, <laughs> Richard. Uh, and it is very much the close season at Torquay United at Playmore. There, but there have been movements at Playmore this week. No more news of friendlies, though. Um, we'll talk a little bit about friendlies a little bit later on. Friendlies that um, that we've known and loved over the years. We'll come to that a little bit later on. But there have been movements at Playmore this week, haven't there? They're yeah. Been, there's been a couple of sign, well, three signings, in fact, if you if you go right back to the start of the week. Um, so we've had uh, Brett Williams saying yes to his offer, which is good. Yeah, pleased about that. And, and, the, uh, and the he reaction made, yeah, he made some good noises as well yeah. with, with his quotes, uh, uh, saying that that he felt that you know he needed to help. Yeah, the, yeah, needed to commit to, to to get the team back to where he thought they deserved to be. He has played in the South before, I believe. Um, I can't remember which... I'm not David Thomas, so I can't remember which team it was he was playing for at the time. But he has played at that level before, so yeah. he knows the level. Um, I think the fans would possibly like to see a bit more out of him. Well, he has this sort of quite languid style about him, doesn't yeah, he? You know, he's, he's quite, kind yeah, of, he's yeah. kind of laid back. And I mean, very I'm not often. putting him on the same <laughs> level as Berbatov, but... but but very often you can watch him play during a game and you think he's not really involved in the game. But he is. It's just the way he yeah. plays, isn't it? It's it's that sort of languid, laid-back, Jason Fowler-esque style. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, you know, you, Over you, a Jason Fowler, mind yeah. you. Oh, what a marvellous player <laughs> he was. But, um, yeah, so that's good news. Very happy to see that Brett Williams has re-signed. And if we're looking at a forward combination which includes Jamie Reid and Brett Williams yep. in National League South. You would hope that that would be a decent starting two. Yeah. Uh, that's supposing that he starts with two up front rather than three or one. Yeah. However, you know, those those two should be able to to do some damage in the, in, in the, yeah. in the, in the National League South. And um, if, you're, if you're a defender, you're looking at those two and you're thinking you're going to have a pretty busy yeah. afternoon anyway with yeah. those two, bearing in mind that there's still um, one of last year's strikers, Rory Keating, who hasn't um, committed yet. The deal is still on the table with him, isn't it? Are we disappointed about the way that Rory developed? Because I remember sitting here at the, the closed season last year after he, after Kevin Nicholson persuaded him to, to sign. Yeah. And we were all very excited. And there was, <clears throat> David was talking about Steve Cooper. <clears throat> I'm not going to remind was, him about no, that. That's true. Um, no, I, are, we, are we disappointed or is he, yeah, is he developing slowly rather than... I think that we hoped. I think I, I think I'd be disappointed. I think he'd be disappointed with the way last season went. I think maybe he got to the point. He's still a young lad, isn't he? Maybe he got to the point where the goals weren't coming, the chances had dried up. He was he was on the bench a lot, and you know maybe he was just slightly undermined personally by that. Now, if he's going to come back, who knows if he is going to come back? But you know maybe he'll come back into the side, get a bit of a run in the side. 
couple of goals and you never know. Yeah, we, I, I still like him. I still think he's got something to offer. Um, his work rate is, is fantastic. Yep. And he has got an eye for goal, as we saw that first season he was here. Absolutely. No, I don't. So I, I, it's worth, worth persevering. I'd like to see him come yeah. back. I'd like yeah. to see him uh, have another go. But you can understand it. You know, he's done two seasons here. They've not been the most successful seasons for the team or for him. And that that's going to rub off on players, I think, as well, isn't it? I mean, there are players yeah. that you know would perform better in a better team, and I, that's not maybe a good thing in their character, but it's the way... The way and you've got players at Torquay United, I think, at the risk of repeating myself, I think I mentioned this last week, but there are players who have never been in a winning team at Torquay United. No. They've never been in a team that's put a run There are fans who've together. never seen a winning team. That's true. We spent <laughs> We're getting to that point now. Somebody was saying that there's a very good programme on BT Sports last night about the FA Cup where they followed it all the way through from the qualifying yeah. rounds and it was nicely done and they spent some time with the Coventry fans and they were saying, well, they'd had so many seasons where they'd finished in the bottom half of the table. I'm thinking, hang on a minute, you should be a Talkie United yeah. fan if you think that's been bad. But Yeah, I remember years ago a friend of mine in a pub somewhere saying, oh, it's, this is when they were in the Premier League, oh, it's terrible being a Middlesbrough fan. <laughs> and I just looked at him. <laughs> you know nothing, you, honestly. So, uh, so Brett Williams arrived at about <coughs> the same time Jakub Sokolic yes. also decided to sign. I think that's very positive too. Interesting signing. Of course, released by Plymouth um, um, last season after you know, a decent spell there. Um, came to Torquay and played a couple of games and then mysterious illness. Now, yeah. uh, the club haven't released what the illness was, but I think it was genuinely an illness. Yeah. And um, I think... Gary Hours saw enough in those couple of games and, of course, in training as well to think, well, yeah, he's, he's got something and he's yeah. worth persevering with. Um, and he's well, played at a decent level, He was hasn't a youngster he? at yeah. Liverpool. Yeah. So, you know, um, that's got to mean something. Check, yeah. isn't he? Yes, he is, yeah. yeah. So, so it, it, if he's fit, if he's over this virus, whatever it is, which Gary Hours assures us that he assures is. Assures us he is, yeah. If, you know, he will be raring to go because he'll have a point to prove. You know, yeah. he came into the side, you know, great things were expected and for whatever reason he wasn't able to do that. So he'll have a point to prove next season. I think that's a positive sign yeah. as well. I think we're still, of course, we're still waiting for, for Sean McGinty to say yay or nay yeah. on a contract yeah. offer. So, you know, two cent that would be two centre-backs two strong yeah. centre-backs. We've got Mr Gowling, who is on the transfer list. Yes, he is. Uh, yet could still be here next season. Um, just being on the transfer list doesn't mean you're not going to be. So that's three centre-backs. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, if we're talking about transfer-listed players, another striker. John Paul Pittman, yes. of course, is on the transfer list yeah. as well, isn't he? Now, the other player who was on the transfer list with them uh, has left the club, Ryan Clark, the goalkeeper. Yeah. Has left the club by mutual consent. It never really worked out for Ryan, did it? No, injury problems. Yeah. Um, then when he did get fit, he found that Vincent Durrell had, had staked his claim for the uh, the first team place. It's th- a strange situation, is it? Because we all, we're all thinking, goalkeeper-wise, <coughs> excuse me, um, we were in a pretty good place last yeah. season. But look at the league position, look at the goal difference. You know, goalkeeper is a position that has to get sorted out, yeah. doesn't it? Um, I, I think I think everyone was expecting a bit more, despite his age, uh, uh, from Clark. Good pedigree, um, yeah. played some serious serious years of, of, of good quality football. 
but it just didn't happen. And, and of course, Darrell came in. Darrell signed by Robbie Herrera, by the way. Yes, yeah. Um, and made such an impression that it, it was difficult to, to get back into the team. Yeah. Um, See, I, I, I thought he played well last season, but you know, you look at the stats and you think, how can your goalkeeper have played well? But I, I thought Darrell had some good games for us last season. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's tricky, isn't it's it? It's difficult to nail down because you, you say that, and I think, well, yeah, the goalies did play well because we'd all like to see Darrell come back. Yeah, um, obviously he's been offered something as well, and then you you think, well, well where did it go wrong? The defence, okay, yeah, maybe it was, yeah. and then you think, well, did the striker score enough goals? And maybe there's not one. It's just an overall. It's just an overall. An overall blanket of misery yes. over the over the whole thing. You know, we can laugh about it now. Well, kind of. In the in the yeah. So as things stand at the moment, we don't have a goalkeeper signed, do we? Because Neil Osborne was talking with Gary Owens, but I haven't heard how that. Neil um, Osborne was out. offered something as well. By the way, he is he's tonking the cricket ball around for talky seconds at the is moment. He? I noticed is in he? the last two weeks. Yeah, keeping um, bowler fit, as well. I think yeah. so. Yeah, so he's a. Um, he's, he's doing well there. Yeah, I, I don't know why he's not in the first. Uh, maybe his choice, but I would have thought he's good enough to be a, a talky first player. So maybe he's just just looking to keep fit. By see, there's there's another subject we could return to sometime in the summer. Players who play both cricket and football. Ah. There have been some quite famous. Well, this is like Roy of the Rovers in about yeah. 1973, yeah. isn't it? There have been some quite famous ones, but um, bring up Ian Bow from Gwon. Yeah, of course, <laughs> the player. Yeah, indeed. But um, yeah, we'll return to that one maybe. A little bit later in the We need the Jim in for that. Of course, Jim Parker's a big cricket man of the office, so he'll he'll know he'll know more he'll remember than we more. do, I think. And the other player that we haven't mentioned yet, on whom uh, we're still waiting for an answer on an offer, is Liam Davis. Yeah, um, who I would hope would say yes, because again, I think he's one of those players who would do well in the in the com- uh, keep on trying to call it conference national yeah. south, um, and owes us a, a year performance. Yeah. Um, I think a lot was expected of Davis, and I think he did well to a certain extent, but he never really showed his full potential. And he was a um, long time getting into the team. Yeah, so he of course, he was, well, he was signed he? injured. Yeah. Um, so maybe a quarter of the season had gone by the time he made his, his debut. Yeah. I remember everyone was quite excited when he finally did make his debut because he had a great game. He did. I remember Dave coming back saying that he'd had an absolutely outstanding yeah. game. Yeah. I can't remember where it was now. It was away from home, wasn't it? Um, so, you know. He owes us something, I think. I think yeah. they all owe, anyone who's coming back next season or is yeah. still here next season owes us something. But uh, I think he owes us a bit more. Um, threatened to score how many goals last season? Oh, many. And yeah. didn't get one on target. Looks ter- <laughs> looks terrific going forward with the ball at his feet. You think if ball he just pulls the trigger, he at some would point. cut inside. Yeah. He would come onto a ball as, as a second man. He would find himself in shooting positions. And I don't think he'll got one on target. No. He'll, he'll probably he will. be shouting at me now saying, I did, I got... But um, There'll be one for in the a player who attacked really well, yeah. there, was, there, was, there was no goals. So when we come up against East Thurrock in the first yes. game of next season, one in the top corner Please. will do very nicely. Yeah, that'll, that'll do for us. And talking, From anyone, to be fair. <laughs> and talking about a signing today, or has been announced today, a gentleman by the name of Bobson Balling, yeah, who's a I, winger... Winger, 22, former Chelsea and Watford youth player. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm reading straight off of a, a press release from Talking United here, hot off the, the printer. Uh, Thank you, Patrick. 71 League Two appearances for Crawley yeah. um, between 2014 and 2017. So that's not, that's not a bad, no, not a bad he's, he's, only, he's still only 22. Yep. 
came from Woking, so uh, made 11 appearances and scored his first professional goal against Torquay United. Bless him. Yeah. Thank, you, thank you very much for that. But well, <laughs> let, let, let's not forget uh, Brett Williams' hat-trick against Torquay United. Yeah. Uh, if everyone yeah. who scored goals against Torquay, uh, Torquay United came back, then we'd be, we'd be, be right, full of we? goals. Yeah. Yeah. So that's an interesting signing. So, um, so that brings our our current squad to four. Okay, Matthews, confirmed players. Yeah. That Sokolik, Reed, Williams, and Balling are the players who are confirmed. Two more on the transfer list. That's Gowling and Pittman. Offers on the table for McGinty, Keating, Davis, and Durrell. So that's where we stand right at the moment, isn't it? Good stuff. It's early doors. It's though, early doors. It? Yeah. Um, it's nice to see some action early doors because there have been summers where we've been waiting for stuff to happen. And let's not forget, we don't have any kind of ownership stuff going on. Whether you agree with what the current mm. owners are doing or you're, you know, you're backing them or whatever or, or, or against them, at least we're not going through that again this summer. No, that's because true. Because we've had to do that the last couple of summers. and it's been. It's so been, there is stability off the yeah. field, whatever else happens on it. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting to see that the signings are coming in. They're coming in fairly regularly, which is, I know what Dave was, was desperate to happen, you know, signing here, signing one week, or signing the next week, and it's ticking He just over. didn't want it to happen this week because he's away. Because he's away. And he'd be yeah, gutted no, to miss true. out on the stories. But yeah, ticking over quite nicely. The first friendly is that Argyle game, isn't it? So you would have bet the deeds to the house on, on getting Argyle? I said to you earlier on, if you'd asked me a couple of weeks ago, write a list of five teams that you're, you're likely to face in the uh, in, in the pre-season, Argyle would have been top of that list. You reckon? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when was the last time we didn't play them in the pre-season? <laughs> I think it might have been 1974. That's true. And I think when we were in the league, there was a couple of seasons when we didn't necessarily play them, but but since we've come out, I yeah. think um, I think they've been nailed on every season, haven't they? I'd but be interesting to see what kind of team they send, because have we got to the level now when they don't send the first team? Oh, that's an interesting question. Yeah. And of course, Tony Pulis usually brings his teams down to the West Country for pre-season training. So, do you reckon Middlesbrough could be? Um... I forgot he was at Middlesbrough. So did I until I saw two him on the two um, mentions yeah. of Middlesbrough in the same podcast. That's got to be a record. To, I'd actually forgotten he was still there until I watched the, a rather dull um, playoff game the other night between Aston Villa right. and Middlesbrough. Best game I saw this weekend, by the way, Bundesliga delivered again. Nuremberg against Fortuna Dusseldorf. Fantastic game, uh, Nuremberg 2-0 up, they only needed a draw to win the title, um, Dusseldorf came back and won it 3-2 and they won the title. Wow, okay. great game. That's a definite Bundesliga climax. always delivers. We were talking about friendlies though, weren't we? What about, another, I'll throw another fr name into the frame then, mm -hmm. Neil Warnock? Yeah, yeah, he usually brings his teams yeah. down as well, well let's have he? a bit of Cardiff after they've just been promoted Cardiff to the, be promoted good, to the Premiership. And um, yeah, of course Reese could come back as well, couldn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good stuff. So friendlies that we've known and loved over the years. I remember Manchester United coming down for a friendly once. We hammered them, after which I was convinced was that... The that, um, that wasn't the Lee Sharp year? Was no, it, was this was that, way yeah. back. This was early 70s. Yeah. Bobby Charlton played. In my, in my I've mind, got, I've got that programme somewhere, but I, yeah. And that was back in the days when the First Division clubs didn't go off to the Far East to spend yeah. their pre-season selling replica shirts and things like that. I've got a memory of a good, uh, good pre-season friendly. At least I think it was a pre-season friendly. It almost certainly was against West Ham. Yeah. Ian Halfway scoring a couple of goals, three-two win for Torquay. Okay. Um, and my friend Andy, who's a big West Ham fan, will will correct me, but I, or, or would be able to tell me who it was. But their key signing of the summer played in that game and broke his leg. And that, really? Yeah. Um, I can't remember who it was. Harry Redknapp would have been the manager at the time. So anyone, just just, just West Ham fans just, will just, remember just email that. us. Yeah. Okay, um, but yeah, pre-season friendlies. 
you've got to look forward to them, haven't you? A game on a, a bone-hard pitch, on a rock-hard, uh, sunny day. Players you don't know. Number eight, A trialist. <coughs> yeah. Number nine, B trialist. I'll tell you what I used to really look forward to when we, we used to do this every season was the game against Dawlish at Dawlish. Yeah. Sitting on that bank yeah. in the sun. Now, obviously, Dawlish are no longer a Western League team like they were then. Mm. Um, but I used to used to go along and, and sit on that bank in the yeah. sun and watch the new faces. Another another local friendly, I think it must have been against Newton Abbott, who were not Newton Abbott Spurs, but then Newton Abbott, who played at Coach Road. Yeah. Um, we were over there, and that was the unveiling of Alex Russell and... He was a trialist yeah. that day. Maybe Kevin Dearden was a trialist that okay. day. We've got quite quite good memories of uh, of that game because good of the, the players that you yeah. saw and thought, oh, please sign them. Down at Salt Ash a couple of seasons ago. Yeah, that was, that that was, was good. good. Good evening out. Yeah. It's always nice down there. Yeah. And Stoke Gabriel is always a good place to go and watch football. Yeah, Stoke Gabriel last season. I'd like to see him have a, a friendly with Buckland this season. I'm a big fan of Buckland. Yeah. And, and their, their ground's lovely. This, so, bring, this brings us rather neatly it to does, it. does, doesn't it? The reason why I'm glad I've got you here, Rich, because obviously there's been a lot of football played in the last couple of weeks and the Peninsula League has been really interesting towards the end of the season. It has been interesting. And, and you are the expert. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to apportion any blame to the Peninsula League. Rather, it's down to the FA that these decisions were made. But um, Buckland were chasing promotion to the Southern League. Yeah, um, which would have put them... Two divisions, two below divisions Torquay? below Torquay. Yeah, so they would have gone into the Southern League South Division. Um, obviously, that's amazing in, in itself. That gap is close, yeah, isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. But they're um, doing so well. But they they've done really well to to, to get themselves in the, in the the race for promotion uh, with Adam Castle managing them from Ireland. Would that's you a unique situation, yeah, surely, be, isn't it? Got to be. Yeah. So he returned after Ellis Lake left the club in sort of December. Adam's been coming over for every game, most games, some of the midweek games he hasn't made it, but most yeah. most weekend games. And the weather t- hit their season terribly. <clears throat> so they, they had loads of games to hand over everyone. And in the last couple of weeks, could, could have still won promotion by yeah. finishing second. However, they had to play 11 games in 16 days. That's ridiculous, isn't it? Um, and... Four of those games were on consecutive days, followed by a day break, followed by another three games. Now, how big a squad did they have through that? Um, Adam did get guest players in, to be yeah. fair. And, and by a, at that level, you can you can you can be registered for two clubs as long as they don't play at the same level. Okay. So there are yeah. players that came from clubs below and players that came from clubs above, especially in the last week when some of those teams had finished their seasons yeah. and were able to come back and help out um, but you know the squad's 16 at, at best and then there's a reserve team to yeah. dip into well fair play to them for getting all those it was completed. it was an astonishing astonishing uh, they, they lost two games during that period yeah. out of those 11 and won a cup final the league cup final they won the Les Phillips they, didn't loved, they? they won yeah. the Les Phillips cup so they did they did amazingly they finished Missing out on promotion. They finished fifth, but on the same points as third, fourth and fifth. Um, had they won one more game during the season, yeah. who knows. Um, so, first of all, well done to those guys. But it was, it was, it was almost inhuman to yeah. see those players in the last couple of games. Players like Lloyd Gardner, who thrives on his ability to, to, to beat people with his pace down the wing, could hardly move. <laughs> and, and 
how can the FA say to a team, you need to play players that amount? They would never allow it in the Premier League. No, they they would never allow it at, at, at National League. No. It wouldn't be allowed. Yet for some reason, semi, semi-pros can be asked to do that. Yeah. And there's no comeback. And it was all because of a date of an FA meeting. All had to be, all, every, every yeah. league had to be, at that level, had to be done by the date of that FA meeting. Despite the fact that there was at least three weeks off because of snow. Yeah. And then rain. But they will afterwards. not extend the season under any circumstances. The, the Western League extended it originally and then yeah. were told by the FA to put it back again. They extended it twice and it was still... One, one manager, Leon uh, Noonan, in the Liverton United manager in the Peninsula League... He booked his holiday a month after what should have been his last Lewiston game. Yeah. And he missed his last two games because he'd booked a holiday. That's ridiculous. Uh, so so yeah. non-league football has been affected dreadfully yeah. by, by the weather. Because there was that long period, first of all with the snow, and then everything was just waterlogged, wasn't yeah, it, for a long absolutely. time after that. Um, respect to, uh, before I finish about Buckland, respect to, to Charlie Johansson, who left the club during, during the season to go to Plymouth Parkway, who are the big money men of the Peninsula League, and actually won promotion and will be at Buckland's level in the Western League next season. Once uh, Plymouth Parkway's season had finished, he came back to Buckland and he played seven games in a row yeah. and um, with one day off in between. Scored four goals in four, four, the first four, he get four games he came back. That's dedicated. That's hey. that's a guy helping out his, you know, his mate's team. That's that's really good. So when we come to the Peninsula League, obviously Torquay United will have a reserve side. Um, it's not officially announced yet. No. Okay. Um, so because the South Devon League, the Devon and Exeter League, the Plymouth District, etc., and the, uh, some of the, the Cornish ones aren't finished, the feeder leagues to the Peninsula League. Right. Then those promotion and relegation issues aren't properly decided yet. Now, the last thing that we heard from the league about Talk United was a sentence at the last press release that basically said um, any offer to Talk United will be made once all these, di- once all these issues are cleared up. Okay. So, we don't... That sounds like they're going to offer them something. Yeah. Uh, it, so that, that should probably be a place I would have thought in Division 1 East, along with the likes of Newton Abbott Spurs, who unfortunately missed out by a point of promotion to the Premier Division. But um, So that would be Newton Abbott Spurs. We'll wait and see if Liverton survive, because they yeah. finished bottom. Um, Tinmouth, um, Gampton and Roselands. I'm going to miss out on someone and upset you someone. You're banging yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to stop there. Yeah, There's a couple yeah. I haven't reached. The, the uh, Brixham. <laughs> include those, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's, um, going be, that's going to be tough for talking, isn't it? Walden, yeah. who play literally just above us yeah. in here, or near the office here, they could be promoted to the Peninsula League. So Walden Athletic could be playing Talking United Reserves next season. That'd be an interesting fixture. It will be, wouldn't it? It's, it's actually between Walden Athletic and Kingstainton Athletic because both of those clubs applied and were accepted. And so whichever one of those finishes in the top yeah. three and above the other one will, uh, will go up. And they're both likely to finish in the top three. Interesting. Tough games for the Torquay Reserves as well. Yeah, it's, 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 Won't it's be not, a gimme, will it? No. Um, it's one of those leagues where you do get a bit of a divide. The top half are, are serious clubs. Yeah. Budley Salterton managed by Kevin Hill. We could have a situation next season where Torquay Night Reserves are playing a, a team managed by Kevin Hill. Now, he's turned that club around this season. Yeah. Took him yeah. about a quarter of the season to get it going. But if they 
been as good as they were in the the the, the, yeah, the, the, the rest of the season, they would have been challenging for the title. I think they finished fourth in the end. Um, there's, there's a lot of good local football, isn't there? I mean, we don't realise because we concentrate on Talkie United because this is a Talkie United podcast, <clears throat> but the standard of, of local football below that absolutely. is extremely good, isn't absolutely. it? Absolutely. No, no, it is. And, and there's a lot of old Talkie United faces around in that circuit as well. Not only players, but managers, you know. So yeah. it, it's, it's always worth having a look at Buckland, Stoke Gabriel, Newton Abbott Spurs. Just if Talkie are away and you don't fancy the long journey, go along and see one of those. Yeah. Definitely. Good stuff. Now, there, I mean, there are various Talk United teams active at the moment, so I need to make an excuse as to why it took me so long to limp into the room today to do oh, this yes. podcast. Yeah. The, uh, actually, the, the league season has finished for the Talk United walking football team. We finished at Paynton on Sunday. Great turnout from the lads who did turn out. We weren't fantastically successful. It hasn't been, our season has kind of mirrored Talk United's oh season in many ways. What what what? So if you go down from walking football, is it crawling football? I next? think which is pretty, more or less what you've ended up. I think up we're in. pretty close yeah. to that, to be honest. Yeah. So I, I've I've managed to injure myself playing walking football. You can laugh if you want, but but um, I did yeah. enough laughing when I, when I when I heard you first say, the, say that. Yeah. Um, I, I'm intrigued because there is a, a photo of you on Facebook. Yeah. Where you've just taken a shot, I believe. Yeah. Um, and it looks like that's where, where you could have injured yourself because you're almost limber. You're le- leaning back so I am far. Back. Yeah, How well, high did the ball go? Quite high. <laughs> yeah, in fact, I think it may still be going up. From that position at Paint Academy, it probably landed in the zoo yeah, somewhere. Yeah, so there's, but, there's, uh, there's a tiger kicking a ball around there at the is. moment. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, it was, it was stretching for a ball to stop it from going out of play, and I actually heard my calf Ooh. muscle go. Okay. So. And, you know... Please, Guy is is a fit man. You run every week. I I did. Up until this yeah, week, exactly. Guys. You do all that. So we're not talking, uh, you know, an unfit man injury so. here. It is literally a sports injury. Warm up properly, yeah. kids. That's the message for you. There's one more thing that we need to talk about. I was looking on the Talkie United website, as you do. Good website. Well done there, guys. Um, and there's something coming up on May the thirtieth that caught my eye. There's a, a screening of a new film at Plainmore. And it's a football film. It's not about talking United. No, it isn't. Because I we're still waiting for the Netflix film, aren't we? We are. Yeah. I haven't heard when that's on yet. But they've made a film about Bromley. The film is called The Bromley Boys. It seems to be set, as far as we can see, in the late 1960s. Um, a young lad who decides that the football club of his choice is not going to be Manchester United or Arsenal. It's going to be Bromley. We, we can all identify with that, can't we, yeah, having been Talkie United yeah. supporters from an early age. In fact, I went to Bromley a couple of years ago before they actually reached our level or before we reached their level. I'm not sure which one it is now because <laughs> we're below them, of course. We are, um, yeah. And uh, there was a lot of West Ham fans that used to go along there because they, they got fed up with West Ham and, and, and chosen Bromley as their team. So It looks good, though. I mean, it's, it's based on a book which is the story, it says here, of Bromley's worst ever season funny and heartwarming tale of football at the very bottom this lad turns up to each match with his boots in his bag just in case the team are a player short i can identify with that can't you? do you always take your boots <laughs> yeah. i always have them handy <laughs> always keep them in the car people in they're this in the film, car are they really <laughs> <laughs> they might be actually, yeah. the uh, people in this film alan davis is in this martin mccutcheon's in it what could possibly go wrong jamie foreman is in it uh ewan mcintosh from the office and gareth hale to, <laughs> hail and pace. <laughs> to be fair, I, I did, did, well. did say to you, is there anyone I know in it? 
and there is quite a lot of people unknowing it. People. Not, not necessarily sure about their acting abilities, but there's people unknowing it. So that screening at Playmore on May the 30th, that sounds like a must-see, and that got us talking it about did. football films. It did. And whether any of them are any good. You see, I, uh, straight away I said I'm not a fan of football films. I no. can't think of one that I can really th say, yeah, that was a decent film. Um, well, it's because the football in them is so awful, it's generally, isn't it? Terribly choreographed, isn't it? it? Is. And you can't choreograph, a, 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 you know, a natural thing. I mean, no, no. One, no one tries out to be a footballer. Because, I mean, Escape to Victory is that everybody is going to be going, oh, Escape to Victory is pretty good. But there's about a 20-minute dribble in that, isn't yeah. there? In one of the football sequences. There is. It's, it's terrible. But it's full of cliches, that one, isn't it? However, there is that one bit where the goalkeeper gets his arm broken, which I still can't watch to this day. And actually talking about it makes my, <laughs> makes my stomach go. <laughs> you know the bit I mean? I do, yeah. When, uh, I when do. they're trying to get yeah. sliced alone in the yeah. team and the only way yeah. they can do it is injure the goalie. And they it's put his arm on the slats of a bed and, oh. Brutal. Yes, brutal nasty. Times. So, I mean, okay. yeah, that's... That's, that's the nastiest football injury. That's worse than yours. Oh, very <laughs> well, Actually, no, I don't think it is. There's goal, isn't there? Didn't, weren't there about I've three, never seen goal. Weren't there three the, or four parts There probably was. Or something. Uh, it's, it seemed far too yeah. uh, glitzy for my taste, unfortunately. Bend It Like Beckham, that was yeah. a decent film. The football wasn't bad in that, I didn't think. I remember watching that thinking it was I don't know how you act a game of football that's no. the problem so if you're going to do a film about football you need to find a way of, of recording yeah. real football because otherwise it always looks fake there's uh, some of the best football on the big screen I think is in Kez yeah with Brian Glover as the PE yep. teacher um, that's, that's one of the finest scenes in a film ever I think fantastic yeah. isn't yeah. it um, TV, we thought about TV, Golden Gordon, Ripping Yarns, that's a good uh, good piece of football in there. That's probably a little bit before your time. You know, I started watching Ripping Yarns on one of these newfangled streaming services. and I'd A ne newfangled streaming service? Netflix, let's just say that. <laughs> and uh, I think I got about four or five in, so it's probably later on because Golden I've never... Golden Gordon yeah. is, um, is a football-related one. The Manageress, yeah. was yeah. Uh, that was in the 80s sometime. Yeah, I can see her with... Curly yeah. hair. Football wasn't too bad in that one. I've just come up with another Jossie's Giants. Jossie's Giants. Yeah. I can't remember TV. ever seeing it, but it's just popped into my head. Yeah. That was like a, a youth team, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. There's one from the one called the Arsenal Stadium Mystery, which dates from I think from the 1940s. Which is yeah. Which is on TV in the afternoons sometimes. Almost got a bit of Agatha Christie about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I think that's got a 20-minute dribble in it as well. Is though, it really? If I remember rightly. <laughs> but the, be the best one that's actually the TV advert that's come up, come to mind as possibly the best, for me, example of football on screen, there was an advert for Carlsberg, which... Oh, yes. Yeah, and it yeah, was yeah, about yeah. Sunday morning football and it had various old England players picking, yes. some, picking them up in an old transit van. My mate Steve put this up that online the other day. That was actually a really day. good... For, uh, Peter uh, Reid yeah. in the white kit yeah. that's been dyed pink by going in the wash with the red socks. Yeah. Um, that's probably the epitome. But maybe Bromley Boys has, has got it sussed. Well, you know, it looks like a, a good, proper... Brit film, doesn't it, it with does. those names in it? It does. And, you know, okay, so they're not always the best films in the world, but they're, they're generally pretty good. And they they appeal to the sensibility of, you know, someone who wants a, a film made by Brits for Brits. So yeah. And it, say, the, it also says here, it's a touching true story about supporting a club through thin and even thinner 
proof that the more your team may lose on the pitch, the more there is to gain on the terraces. That's being a Torquay fan, isn't I, it? I will point out that, that someone else is in it. The world freestyle footballer, Sean Garnier. Now, if there's any kind of dribbling to be done, he'll be he's the man. He's your man. He's if the man. A 20 if he can act a 20-minute dribble... He's up for that. <laughs> so there you go, Bromley boys showing at Plainmore on May the 30th. Details are on the Talk United website. Sounds like a good night out. Come back soon, David. Indeed. <laughs> Thank you very much for your time. We've taken up quite enough of it. This has been Guy and Richard. We didn't think we'd get to 31 minutes. To we did. That's very true. We thought, have we got much to discuss? No, but it, as it turned out, as ever, Julian, yes, we did have much to discuss. Thanks for your time. This has been the Herald Express, Devon Live, Talk United, Yellow Army podcast for this week. Come on, you yellows. Come on, you yellows.